0: by Untamed Publishing, Anchor FM, Women of Vision, KD, MB, Tyler Landscaping, and author Exodus Morning. Thank you to all of our sponsors and supporters.
1: This your boy JC author content creator and live streamer for books and more visit my website www.jctheauthor.net for my live streams such as my author interviews and the three-headed monster live streams please visit me on ig and twitter at jc storyteller also on youtube as well as facebook facebook.com backslash jctheauthor salute
0: Welcome to GCU Author Interviews. Okay, alrighty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Get Caught Up podcast tonight. It's just myself. Um, Miss Untamed has something she had to take care of, and she trusted me to do this interview by myself. So I'm so excited for that. I'm also excited for the author that I am interviewing. Like when she told me was we were interviewing her, I was like, oh my gosh, I have so many questions. So I'm definitely excited for this. But before we get started, I'm gonna just go over a little particulars and then she's gonna go over the rest. Um, And that's Untamed. So definitely um, just walk with me and see how this works out. So we are presented by Untamed Publishing. Allow us to help you unlock your unlimited writing potential. If you are an aspiring new or seasoned author, head over to www.untamedpublishing.net for a variety of services to assist you on your publishing journey. So on this episode tonight, we are interviewing author A.E. Valdez. So before I get into asking all of the questions that I have, let me just go ahead and give you a little bit of background about her. So Amanda Valdez discovered her passion for writing when she was given a journal by her fifth grade teacher and has been creating poetry, works of fiction, and gaming narratives ever since. As a child, she wanted to read more stories with people that looked like her. In 2019, she started visual storytelling using a game called The Sims. Oh my God, that game is so much fun. And her story (laughs) centered around Black love and romance. After two years of keeping her followers captivated and on the edges of their seats with the characters she had created, she decided it was time to put her creative efforts into a book. So, can we welcome Miss A.E. Valdez to the U.P. hot seat? How are you this evening? I'm doing
1: great. Thank you. I'm
0: so excited to be here. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm excited that you are here because, (laughs) you know, I mean, I'm on social media and I'm looking and I just always see you popping up on my timeline and I was like, she's so cute. Who is this? (laughs) Like, I have to check out her books. And it was on my to be read book um, to be read list. And actually, that's the book that we're going to discuss is all I've ever wanted, all I've ever needed. So I'm- I got to read it. And ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you this. If you have not read that book, go get that book. Um, just mm-hmm. recently, I have read like three books kind of back to back where the males were like these men that you be like, ooh, why would you deal with him? He's rude. He's this. <laughs> but then when you get to know them and start reading about them more, I was like, oh, now pronounce, is it Aeson? Is that how you pronounce his name? Yes, that's correct, oh, Aeson.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Go, Crystal. Mr. de DeConto. Oh, yes. <laughs> like... Ah, I had all the feels on this man, like really did. So before we get into talking about the book, first, let's talk to Miss A.E. Valdez and find out who she is. So, you know, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay, well, I have, I actually live in the Pacific Northwest in Washington State, to be specific. Um, oh, wow. I have two kids, two boys. And I'm married, and I just absolutely love writing. It's always been a passion of mine. And so to be seeing my dreams from when I was like in kindergarten come to life is surreal.
0: <laughs> so well, it's just, I'm excited for you. Sorry about that.
1: It's okay. Mm-hmm. I just, um, it's like one of those surreal almost out-of-body
0: experiences,
1: you know? You're like, wow, I'm actually doing what I thought I was gonna do when I was a kid, you know?
0: Right, and everybody, like you said, they want to see their names in lights. They want to see their names on books, in books. So just imagine, I don't know if you heard, but that eighth grader, I think he was an eighth grader or an eight-year-old boy, put his written book, a handwritten book on the shelf in the library. Oh, yes, I
1: did, yeah.
0: So like, just how cool is that, that now, you know, we wasn't thinking about doing that when we were younger, but kids Mm -hmm. nowadays, they see everybody else coming up with these ideas and doing things. So they're like, oh, well, why can't I? So I think that's just like the coolest thing. So I know, um, in your bio, it was saying that you were doing visual storytelling. So like, what finally pushed you to put that pen to the paper, put your fingers on that keyboard and hit that publish button?
1: Honestly, um... It was, I think a large part of it was the pandemic. Um, I just felt like with visual storytelling, I hit a wall and I wanted to expand beyond that because I feel with visual storytelling, it's a lot different because you're giving people pictures along with dialogue. So you don't really have to add in the purple prose, so to say, you know? Right. Um, So it really, I really had to push myself to learn how to not just do dialogue but also describe the scene and make people feel like they're in the scenes that they're reading versus just you know giving them a picture like here it is you know right (laughs) right. but I also wanted I've always wanted to write books that was always what I wanted to do and when I actually started visual storytelling my goal was to always write books and I just felt like when I, when I started writing all I've wanted, all I've needed, that it was time to do that and just dive in, you know, and not hold back anymore, talk myself out of it because it's easy to do that.
0: Yes. So when, like, how do you do your time, like finding time to write? Like you just said, you're married, you have two kids. How do you find time to write? What is like the um, schedule like? Yeah, so
1: I usually write, first things and first thing in the morning after I get my kids on the bus I'm a stay-at-home mom and mm. so it's nice to have be there for my kids. also have time for myself as well yeah. um so I usually write first thing in the morning after I get them on the bus and then after they're in bed because that's when I'm most productive I feel like If not, then I'm just staring at my, you know, the blinking (laughs) cursor on my screen
0: forever. Yes. Now, when you decided that you was finally, like you said, you was going like, I'm going to write, I'm going to write. Did you have like another genre that you wanted to write in or you knew what genre you wanted to write in?
1: I actually read a lot of fantasy um, initially and then... I started reading romance and that's when I knew that I wanted to write romance. <laughs> okay. I was like, I could do this because I, I just you know I love the stories of people falling in love and oh, yes. going up against all odds and you know coming out on the other side.
0: What do you find like the most difficult thing about writing? Um
1: imposter syndrome.
0: Ooh. Um
1: you know, you read books and you you realize that you're in an arena with so many talented people. Right. And so you start, it's it's easy to start doubting yourself and thinking, what am I even bringing to the table? And then I have to remind myself that my stories are unique because no one's going to tell my stories the way that I do. Yes, and
0: I hear that a lot of um, times.
1: Yes. And I don't have to sit at anyone else's table. I can make my own and, you know, make my own path. Um, So, yeah, that's the biggest thing that I deal with is imposter syndrome is why am I doing this? And I have to remind myself every day you're doing this because this is what you love and this is what you want to do and you have every right to be here.
0: You definitely do. And as a person who reads a lot, because now I'm back to reading five books at a time. (laughs) And like I said, out of these books that I'm reading, your book, like I'm supposed to be working. I was like, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) I got like four more pages left in this chapter. Let me just finish it. You know, I'm supposed to go to sleep at night so I can get up to go to work. And I'm like, right, I got, it's only a few more pages left. Like the book blew me away. And I, I was just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, because I was like, oh, so we're interviewing. Her. I was like, oh, you know what? Let me see if I can get the book in. And then I was counting. I was like, oh, I got a week. I literally finished it in three days. And the <laughs> That's only, Yes. Yeah, the only reason I finished it in three days is because I had to work and sleep. Because right, if, yeah. like, if I probably would have picked it up on Saturday, I probably would have been finished by Sunday morning. Like, I just couldn't put it down because I just wanted to know what was going to happen next. And that was just like the thing. So when you're thinking, like, where does your inspiration come from, from your stories?
1: Um, some of it is personal experience. Um, maybe not, maybe not in the book, but the meth books yes. are definitely from personal experience. Um, and then inspiration for events. I just like draw from everywhere. Um just everyday life and things that I've heard and even just whatever my mind can cook up. Right. <laughs> um, it, I just, everything is, in, I can find inspiration in just about anything. So I, I've always had a very active and vivid imagination and I feel like
0: I'm finally putting that to good use. Yes, yes, definitely. And I'm, I'm like really excited that you are. <laughs> so thank you for that. Now, is there, like, another genre you would want to try? Um,
1: I've considered trying maybe fantasy eventually. Um, nice. Maybe, like, paranormal romance. Um, I honestly, I'm not, I don't ever like to close myself off or, like, box myself in anywhere. Right. Um, whatever comes up, I'm willing to explore it and see where it goes. I like
0: Um, that yeah because I just never know know where it's going to take me so may as well see that is true so like okay now a question I have is um, well I have actually a bunch of questions but one of my questions um, for you was like I, like I said, I noticed you just, like, on your social media, and I loved it. What made you just say, okay, let's go ahead and put myself out there more? Because, you know, you don't see too many authors' faces. Like, I mean, yeah. I do. So what made you decide that, okay, let me show face? Because, you know, like you said, having small kids, and if people are reading your work, and then all of a sudden you're walking somewhere, and like, oh, I know her. I've seen her on social media. She's an author. So, like, what made you put yourself out there?
1: Um... I actually really struggle with self-promotion. It's something that's really hard for me to do. But um, I was having a conversation with one of my best friends. And um, I was just, you know, I was telling her I feel weird about being put out there. And she said, but you want people to know where your work came from. Right? right? Like, I I want people, I don't only want people to have... A relationship with my books and the characters in my books, but I want them to also have a relationship with me. I want to be a real person and not just a name on a book. I want to be a real person in people's minds and show them not just my dreamt up worlds, but also my own personal world as a person and an author. And so I just decided I'm going to put myself out there and get to know people and have a good
0: time. Yes, I love that. And one thing like so, like I said, I love the book. But another thing that drove me into the book besides Carlo and Asen is Washington, Seattle. Like I've been saying for the longest time because I love to travel, like love, love, love to travel. So Seattle is definitely on my bucket list. So it's like now, and then you put Oregon, for some reason I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go to Oregon now. You know, like I've been go to Portland, but like the Oregon coast, like I was like, see, she's making me want to go to these places. Like I want to go to the yoga studio. So it's different things that I want to go to, but have you like thought about just like going out in those areas and finding a yoga studio and posting a picture of it, finding a tattoo shop, finding a coffee shop? Like- yeah,
1: so um, I every place that I mentioned in, in this book, I've actually been to those places like the Oregon Coast too. Oh. Um, I live like two outside, two hours outside of Seattle. Um, yoga I started doing hot yoga two years what? ago consistently and it's something that really helped me when I was in a really um, difficult place in my life. And all these things that are in this book are very personal to me because I've experienced them. Um, The only thing I getting a tattoo. I actually
0: don't have any tattoos, but I'm getting my first tattoo next month. <laughs> I'm sort of, are you going to film that? Like, I feel like I feel like I'm yes. be, oh gosh, I cannot wait. So I'm gonna definitely be looking out for that because I cannot wait for that. <laughs> and I loved it. And it's so, one thing I love, I mean, like, like I said, I can't say nothing bad about the book, like at all. Like I, sometimes I'll be like, oh, well, you know, I didn't like, no, I can't say any of that. But one thing I enjoyed too was going through the yoga experience with Hollow because I just started yoga in December. And I love oh, it. Nice. Like yeah. I love it so much. And I have um like arthritis behind my kneecap. So like I'm going through physical therapy right now. And mm-hmm. um the so when I went to my first day, the doctor was um, I'm at the PT when he's like, I'll see you on Wednesday. He's like, you might be a little sore and all this other stuff. And I'm like, okay. So I came back on Wednesday and he was like, Was you sore? I was like, not at all. So I'm like, okay, the yoga is helping. Like, I feel a difference in myself. And I, like, I've been wanting to do it, but I love it so much. And, like, I'm so excited because now I did learn how to do the warrior pose. Like, I'm about to start learning the names, like the downward facing dogs, the cat pose. You know, like, I love it. So it, it was great to read about something that I'm so excited about right now. So I was just like, oh, my gosh, it's just it was just all the feels for me. <laughs> all I'm the so feels.
1: happy to hear that. I'm
0: yes, so happy just, to hear that. It was just so, it, I mean, like, it was just so much, so much, so much. I just couldn't even, I don't, I, like, I was just like, like, can I get some more? Like, I want more. I want more. I didn't want it to stop. <laughs> I want to see what they're doing in five years. I want to see, you know, if they have kids, what the kids would be like. It was yes. just so much. So, you know, I'm always hinting because that's just me. I feel like sometimes I'd be a little pushy and that's okay. That's just me. <laughs> you can push back and be like, girl, mind your business or girl, no. But, uh, I feel like I would love to have a revisit of them. You know what I'm saying? And I know we might get yeah. a little bit of them, but I would definitely like to have a revisit. So we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the book that I've been waiting to talk about all i've wanted and all all i've wanted all i've needed so we'll be right back welcome to kisha beauty embracing the power of self love in conjunction with 50 shades of success while 50 shades of success works on the inside let kisha beauty work on the outside adding a little sparkle pop and shine with Kisha Lips, Pamper Your Skin, with Kisha Body, and Let's Not Forget Accessories, with Kisha Girl. Find us on Instagram. We all know reading is fundamental. When you visit KB's Bookshelf, you can find books in multiple genres to entertain and educate. Writers can even find literary services of value to their success, like our ever-popular manuscript critique and book review. Reading allows us to escape, explore, and share our experiences. I hope you'll visit us today at www.kbsbookshelf.com and allow us to take you on your next adventure. Welcome back. All right, so... The time is here and I'm so excited. So um, we're going to talk about the book All I've Wanted, All I've Needed by A.E. Valdez. So I'm going to go ahead and read the synopsis of the book. Okay, so Harlow Shaw feels naive for believing in happily ever afters, but she craves a love that lights her up. She thought she had it all with her boyfriend until his promising baseball career overshadows their relationship and he asks her a life-changing question. It causes her to wonder if what they have is all she ever truly wanted. Hollow is journeying for more than the curated life she is living. A trip to Bali, or Bali, yeah, a trip to Bali, (laughs) moved to Seattle, and an alleged burnt <laughs> burnt cup of coffee <laughs> <laughs> led her to a friendship she didn't know she needed and a love so deep she can feel it in her bones. When And I'm sorry, you guys, for chuckling when they say a burnt cup of coffee. But if you read it, you know why that's funny. Because I thought that was like the fun... To me, it was like the funniest introduction ever. But it was so perfect. <laughs> but so let's go back from the beginning. So... What made you start the book out the way you did? Like we get a proposal and we get a, you know, the answer. Yeah. Or- she okay,
1: I <laughs> I get asked this question so much, and I just I guess it was a introduction to her doing what she wanted to do instead of meeting other people's expectations um you know instead of erasing herself to fit into someone else's life when there's a possibility that she wouldn't have to do that that's correct that is true i felt like i needed to set the the tone of of the path that she was about to take of this path of like self-discovery and um finding out what it is that she truly wanted
0: instead of what other people wanted from her. And I like that. And I was just like, okay. So as the book went on it, I don't know, maybe I missed it, but where, I mean, where did I, my question is like, how did she feel like she always had to do what other people wanted, to do, wanted her to do, not what she wanted to do? I mean, cause I'm guessing, you know, with her being raised by her dad with her mom, you know, out of the picture at a young age, you yes. know what made her is that what it was that that's why she was like that yeah so you
1: know her mom was out of the picture at a young age she um was only raised by her dad so i think she felt lo- she felt lost so okay. she felt in order to not feel lost i'm going to do what other people expect of me i'm going to fit into this you know perfectly curated relationship with what's on the exterior seems like a dream guy um just to get the life that looks perfect even though it may not be um so she was always trying to fit into these places that weren't really meant for her instead of just being herself
0: (laughs) yes and um like so the I loved I loved her relationship with her dad. Like I loved it so much. She I felt like she was like the best Eddie's girl ever. But he was the <laughs> best dad ever as well. Because it's just like, do what you want to do, kiddo. Like do this, do that. Right. You know? Yeah. And I love that about him. But I also loved, I loved her relationship, her friendship with Marissa and Quinn, but with Kyrell, oh my gosh. So <laughs> let's talk about her and Kyrell. Like you never thought to say, "Let's put her and Kyrie together." I mean, I know it wouldn't have worked, but was that right a at
1: time? Yes. So when I first started writing this book, there are there there are about maybe two hundred pages of text that didn't make it into this book. Oh um, wow! Yeah, it's a lot. I trimmed it down a lot, <laughs> um, but that first part it was basically the of um, how she her development with the people like the, sorry, the relationship development with the people like her closest friends and Kyrell was obviously one of them and I had considered them getting together and having like a fling or something but I thought no, I just want them to have a genuine close friendship and that's it. I don't want them to have anything more than that. I just want them to have a really good friendship. But then of course the people around them are always asking, Are you two together?
0: Why? Are you sure you guys don't want to be together? You know? Right. And the thing is, like, I would probably, you know, just be in their circle. So yes, I do want to be Kyrell and Harlow's friend. And yes, I, I definitely do because and it's probably more so because of Kyrell not saying that Harlow is like she was kind of born at first. And then it's like, I feel like Asin came in and just like livened her up. And yes, exactly. I, I loved it. So I love how, like you said, we got to see her grow. But with Kyrell, one thing I love, and this is, you guys, you know, I jump all over the place, but this was further back in the book. I loved when she finally realized that Kyrell was her best friend all along and not Hendrix. Yes, yeah. I love that so much now oh, let's talk about Hendrix <laughs> Hendrix <laughs> Hendrix Hendrix now was he like that because the way he was up that the way he was brought up
1: yes he was like that because of the way he was brought up you know born with a silver spoon in, in his mouth and yes. only child you know he could do no wrong what Uh-oh. no matter what he did he could, there's no way he could do any wrong, which obviously leads to a person like Hendrix.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Hendrix, you guys, I still want you to read the book, but Hendrix was the worst, like the worst. <laughs> he drove me crazy. I, like, it was like, girl, stop answering his calls. Stop responding to no like, like, get them over it. And, but the thing is, I felt her when she was so, she was struggling with her feelings with him. Like I'm gonna, I struggle with my feelings with somebody that I know. So I, I definitely understood that, but I just felt he genuinely only wanted her because I feel like she was the one who was boosting his ego more.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Yeah, because she
1: was she was a people pleaser, like you know, and he liked that. He fed off of that.
0: Yes, and that sucked so bad. So now let's go ahead so now guys we're gonna skip ahead she's went to Bali she was off for the job then she moves to Seattle and so off the bat I loved how you introduced Seven in their relationship so <laughs> all I just kept on saying is when is the guy coming when is the guy coming and bam y'all he walked in with a bang I was <laughs> like loving it I loved how you described when she first saw him and I was yes. just like ooh so, you know, what made you just bring him in like that? Because, I mean, even though, like I said, that alone, even though their first interaction with each other was kind of like, oh, he's a jerk. But the <laughs> fact that what she was thinking, like, what made you do that?
1: Um, Because, you know, she wasn't... Harlow at that point is not looking for anything. And right. so she wasn't expecting to see someone like Aeson walk into... Her, the coffee shop that she's working at, her uncle's coffee shop, and him be this. You know fine specimen of a man, but then he opened his mouth and it's like,
0: Wait a minute, why? Like, dang, <laughs> the just just went out the door, sir. Yes, yeah, I understood it, and that's where it started the joke with the coffee. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. Now, there was a part, and I'm not gonna say a part, but you know, I thank you so much for putting in her aunt, and it's Ava, like, right? Yeah, yes. So. So putting yeah. in her aunt, Ava. so what made you, you know, put in like that female motherly version? Because I felt like she was that she was an aunt, but I felt like she was that mother. She didn't hover like a mother, but she still gave her that motherly love, that motherly. Yes. Love. So what made you decide to put that in like after she moved away? Because I thought you would have gave the dad a girlfriend, and that would have been or a wife by then, but you didn't. So what made you decide to make it the aunt?
1: So. I decided to um, have Ava because um, I actually personally lost my mom when I was 11. Oh, so I've had, I've been blessed to have people in my life, particularly women in my life. Right. who Have, mm, I guess like ushered me along the way of my life. Right. Um, and who have been there for me, whether oh. it's, people in my like women in my family or women that I've met and that have been family to me but I feel that no matter where you're in your life as a woman that it's important to have that sisterhood or that maternal relationship right? Um, yeah. because you get um you get something out of that it, it's it's a lot different than talking to your dad or talking to a brother or, you know, and her best friend was Kyrell. So he doesn't really have that, you know, feminine input of, or of life experiences. So um, I felt Ava, like you said, she wasn't hovering, but she was just there for her. Right. whenever and you I, know she whenever it. she needed her
0: yeah and I felt like she came in at the right time because now she's in a new state she's mm-hmm. doing all things new it's kind of like you're starting over again and I need somebody that's going to say go for it like pushing me so yes. I felt like that was perfect and then you had brought up Cairo. I wanted to kind of like read like a few little lines it's not too much but I just this is something I highlighted and you um it was um when they were talking and she stated to um Like Kyrell asked her, did she miss um, Texas or did she miss Hendrix? And it was like the whole paragraph, but I highlighted at the end when she said, I'm just homesick. I don't know. Maybe moving out here wasn't a. But this is why I loved Kyrell as her best friend because what he said to her was, Aren't you curious as to how your life will turn out here? It would be easy to go back home, back to him, back to all you've ever known. Sometimes comfort is what kills us that yeah. right there you know I tell people all the time when you are so comfortable and then all of a sudden things are not going right or is you know oh my gosh this happened oh my gosh that happened it's like I feel like you're being shaken up because you're too comfortable comfortable and you're getting yes. time for you to experience something new so I was so like I love that so much when you put this in here that's why I said I felt Kyrell was just like the best thing in the world because you know Kyrell Hendrix and harlow all grew up together right knew each mm-hmm. other so i'm glad that she got somebody you know she got something out of that relationship with hendrix and which is carl even though like i said yes. horrific, but carl still showed her i'm here for you regardless of what you did right you
1: exactly
0: yeah so mr Asen. Ladies, oh, (laughs) Jesus. He's like a fine, excuse my language, smart-ass mouth man. (laughs) Yes. But he's not even just fine. He's smart. He's a protector. Very much so. Yes, he will, I mean, push you to what you, you say this is what you want, he's going to get you there. He's going to help you get you there. What I love is when they went camera shopping. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, thank you, because she was getting on my nerves. But, with, <laughs> like, you know, because when you listen to him talk, it's like, oh my gosh, like, who would want to be with him? And I, you know, and I'll just say this, um, I had an ex like that, like he, you know, my friends would be like, how do you even be with him? Like, like he was stand off and she people he yeah. had speak, he'll look at him like they crazy. He wasn't into being around crowds, but. Right. He just like the like when we would talk, we would have like the best conversations. It was yeah, the way they were. That's how we were. And I'm just like, oh my god! So to see it on paper now, I see why people were saying what they were about him. But right. what made you decide to say, okay, let's go ahead and make him this way?
1: Um, because I, you know, before I even started writing this book, it I didn't know anything about the book world, so I had okay. no clue. What Grumpy Sunshine meant um, oh, until cool. people started telling me, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then um, with Asen, I just wanted him to be someone who is confident in who he is right. and just doesn't have time for the extra. He doesn't oh. have time to do relationships that aren't don't matter. There's no surface mm-hmm. relationships with him. It's like we're all in or we're not. Because, you know, he made it very clear that he's not sleeping with anybody right now because right. it's just, it's old to him. It's, he's been done that <laughs> no more. I'm, I'm ready to just settle figure it down. out. From here. Yes, right. and settle down. And so um I just wanted him to, you know, cut through the bullshit. Sorry, I don't know if I can curse on here, but. Uh. <laughs> he's just yeah he just he's a straight shooter like right he doesn't have time for the extra stuff but he's still very supportive very, very. supportive very loving very um he's gentle and caring and, and so yes he's a protector but he also allows her space to grow he doesn't suffocate her
0: Yes. And I love that, you know, the family aspect with Asin. I mean, his relationship with his sister, seven, he did talk about, he had two older sisters. Now, what was the age difference? Cause I mean, I don't know if I missed it, but like, what was the age difference between the older two? Cause he said they don't live there. They live somewhere else. So what was the age right. difference?
1: So the age difference was eight and six years older than he was, than he is. Okay. Um, so it's, it's a, It's an age gap. It's not huge, but it's large enough that they didn't really connect. And I think that also him only having sisters was a factor as well. And then um, where seven is younger than him and they're only, you know, a year apart, I think, or maybe a year and a half. (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't have the the math in my head, but, um, you know... They were bound to be closer because they were just so close in age that you know, and like he said, seven stuck to him
0: like blue, so he didn't really have a choice. (laughs) And Eli and Emery, oh the cutest, the cutest thing ever. I just thought that was so (laughs) cute. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, I loved it. Now I'm I just I'm gonna read this other highlight that I had to highlight, but um it was when Asa said, there are two things that I learned tonight. Harlow is comfortable enough with me to be herself, which makes me feel good because I think she spends a lot of time second guessing herself. And the second thing I learned is that Kyrell is 100% right. She is magnetic. I thought that was like the best description that you can give about somebody as you know, he always handed her backhanded comments. Yes. <laughs> Compliments. So <laughs> I loved it. And so, what, what, let's talk about that. Cause let's talk about the banter between them. Like, I loved it. I thought it was the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. What page you decide to say, okay, like, do they really like each other? <laughs> so yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I, I personally love banter. Um, I you know I with my husband we go back and forth you know um but I wanted it to be I feel like when you're with your friends you do that
0: right. and
1: I want for them to be friends first before they pursue anything else or if I people, go that way, both be the
0: so, best relationship. the both I feel like those are the best relationships when they're friends first
1: yes Mm -hmm. and so i felt it was important for them to have that that friendship piece and i you know displayed that through banter and supporting each other and just spending a lot of time together and just having this very friendly relationship that there were no romantic expectations
0: and i love that yes yeah yeah I loved how you let their relationship, their friendship grow. And um, at one point in time, I was like, okay, sis, can they, can we hurry up and get to the good part? As they say, (laughs) let's get to the good part. You know, they put their hand up and it's just still not there yet. But but I love that their relationship as, I mean, you know, their relationship was strictly a friendship, you know, like he pushed her to decide on, okay, you're busy, you're sick, you know, I loved when he was there for her when she was sick, like he pushed her to decide on what you want to do with your life. It was just, it was just beautiful to see. Right. Yeah. That, and then not even that like, cause you know, we always, when we see guys like tatted all over the place, we'd be like, oh, they ain't nothing. They just all about, yeah. you know, that woman. But to see and to read about, I mean, we do, I mean, I have read about other guys that's tatted like that too, but it was just something, I don't know it was something about him i was just right. like i want to go to seattle and see if i can find him like, right because i'm telling you i would be like you know i'm out i'm going to seattle and you mean, <laughs> it's so funny i like about three years ago i was like because i work from home so the company i work for i can't live anywhere it's just i have to stay there for a year so right. I was like, ooh, because I've been dying to get to Seattle. I, like I said, I'm going, I'm going to go to Seattle, I'm going to go to Seattle, I'm going to go to Seattle. And then I read a book and it was based in Seattle. And I was like, ooh, what it would be like to live there? So I know people there and I was like, you know, when is the best time to come and visit and all these other things? But I was like, I think I want to go live in Seattle for a year. And see right. Just reading it some more, it's just like, I really want to go to Seattle. <laughs> yeah. I really want to go to Seattle. But, now, let's talk about the birthday gift he gave her. Like, what made you come up with that? Now, he gave so, her two, but I like the first one. Yeah. Oh, the first one. Okay. Yeah, the first one. <laughs> yeah, so, like, so, it's two albums, but the first one is the best. Yeah,
1: when I, when I was... um thinking i it took me a while to figure out what because it had to be something unique to acen and harlow and um so i actually had plans to go to an actual field like that here because they have um festivals like towards the end of august september and um i was like you know what that's where he's going to take her because that would be something that she would love and yeah. it's just beautiful there's no way that it could go wrong
0: you know <laughs> like and it was i mean it was i could imagine sitting there being there because it was beautiful to read like it was really yeah. beautiful to read and i loved um when he described her at her birthday party i was like the cover like what she had on. No, wait a minute. Yes. A, yeah. I was like, oh, the cover. I loved it. Like, like I said, I just loved everything about it. I can't sit here and say, oh no, that the Only thing, Hendrix, of course. I know. I know. Oh, well, thank you for what Aiden did to him. Thank you so very much because I wanted to. <laughs> You're like, so, thank you for that. No. <laughs> okay, so now we ended with just like the best thing ever. I loved. You know, it was a simple question she gave a simple answer and i loved it but do you expect to um revisit harlow and um ace and are they talking anymore
1: yes um (laughs) i Ah. i i do (laughs) yay Um, i really struggle with letting characters go um (laughs) but the way my mind works i i think of them in the future. I don't think of them, you know, just for the book. Like I think of them as if they're real people because they become real people to me. Me. Um yeah. 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 they become real people. They're they
0: yes, they become um real people to the readers when they are re- well written and they were well written. So yeah, they're real people. Thank people. you. You're welcome. Yeah. So yeah I like I said I would love to see more of them and like I love when authors give us a book and it's like five years later or 10 years later and it's like you know what have they been doing you know did did her business grow bigger did he open up more locations like right like that. you know how much has she done did they have kids you know are they happy are they having trouble so like I love when authors revisit them. Like I said, it don't have to be a year or two later because that sucks. I mean, I can still figure out they're good in a year or two, but I want to see like 10 years later, 15 years later, you know, like that. Yeah, Yeah, definitely love things like that. So what is A.E. Valdez working on next? Like what can we expect from you next? So
1: what I'm actually working on right now, well, it's already done. It's launching. Kyrell's story colliding with fate is I'm so excited. coming out I can't wait. <laughs> next Tuesday, actually two twenty two. Oh, right. So, um, I'm super excited for that. I, of course, I mean, I pour my heart and soul into every book and everything that I write, but Kyrell really holds a special place in my heart, and so his story, I'm just. I'm so excited for everyone, for it to want to read. And, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm super excited. I'm super excited.
0: Because when I saw, I was like, oh my God, Carmel's getting a book. I was so excited to see that. (laughs) So I'm like, so excited for that. But like, is there, are you working on other projects? Like, do you have other books that's coming out later this year?
1: Yeah. So, um, I actually already started writing, um, Harlow and Asen's kind of like after part I guess I don't know how to refer to it <laughs> right I got you but I it, got you. yeah just the you know another part for them and then um, I have two other books that I'm working on it sounds like a lot but I work on one and then I'll work on the other one for a little while just whatever is speaking to me
0: at the moment is what I work on I mean and, you know that's smart I like that idea
1: Yeah, because um, sometimes I'll, you know, work on something for so long that I need a break from it and I need to do something different. And then I can come back with a refreshed mind and give it the attention that it needs, you know. So I'm I'm hoping to release at least three more books this year if all if all works out,
0: <laughs> well, I'm hoping and I'm saying thank you. Let she get you. Got this. You got this, and I'm excited for thank it. So, you. like I said, anything you write now, you have a fan here. I'm definitely going to let you know thank you do you. have a fan. You welcome. It's so funny. Um, we were going to post like a um a book for um Valentine's Day yesterday, but we kind of changed our mind. But I have my video, so I was like, I think I'm gonna go in and cut it because I talked about this book. So I was like, I think I'm gonna go ahead and cut it. And, um. And add more to it. But like it's just I had like I said, I had all the feels. I felt the love. I felt the friendship. I was so excited about them. It's like I want to just see their little babies running around, you know. Right. All of that. Like I'm just so excited for. And I loved when um um seven was like, when you're around, um, Emery doesn't know that I'm her mama. And she was like, Who's your <laughs> yeah. mama? keep to her. So like kids know they just love. So yes, but this was like, I, like I said, I know I was like excited. I feel like I'm fangirling because when I read a book that like just touches me, that don't let me get no sleep, then i be <laughs> so excited to talk to the author. So this worked out perfect and I'm so excited for it. I'm excited for you. Um, And th- this has been your first book. You knocked it out the park. Yeah. Like thank you did a home, so yes. Yeah, like that was I, like, what's the grand slam when everybody on the bases again? Yes, yeah, you did grand slam. So look, I had to throw a little little bit of baseball lingo in, but you yeah, right. you you did a grand slam. So I thank you so much for doing this and for interviewing and coming in and talking about the book. I hope I didn't give away too much, but all I'm going to say, no. is yeah, please go read this book. It's so beautiful. Thank, Thank you so, so much. Um, I mean, I love it, love it, love it. So, you know, tell the audience where they can find you at and where they can purchase <laughs> your book. So
1: you can find me on Instagram uh, at a.e.valdez, B-A-L-D-Z writes at, on Instagram. And then TikTok and Twitter are the same. And I'm most active on Instagram, but you can buy my book on Amazon. Um it is available right now in Kindle Unlimited. And I actually have a sale right now on it for 99 cents for the ebook. So um yeah, that's that's site So I'm yeah. I try to be active everywhere and interact with people, you
0: know. It's <laughs> just
1: a yeah,
0: not- my readers. So And I appreciate that. And I love what all um authors do because This person right here, this girl right here is famous for sliding in folks DM. I will slide in in a minute, ask questions, (laughs) because I want to know. So that's just me. That's what I do. So, um, and I'll just let you guys know that you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter. I'm on Clubhouse and YouTube. I have to go back to my YouTube page. And um, Books and Soul again, you know, I just recently changed my name. So I'm Books and Soul 1 on everything because somebody who don't do anything with books and soul has it. So I had to <laughs> add the one behind it, but that's fine. Cause there's only one books and soul. Yes, exactly. Yes. So I just want to say, you know, thank you everyone for listening to us. I'm just going to say, go get the book, read the book, leave a review. Don't be yes. leaving no little, it was this, this, and this you better tell the truth. If you loved it, you know, let's get this, like, just definitely read the book. Like I'm not playing. I'm not sitting here sugarcoating it. It was good. It was so good. And I love friends to lovers. So this was an excellent friends to lovers book. So thank you welcome. So please be sure to follow the Get Caught Up podcast on Instagram at Get Caught Up podcast and on Twitter at GCU underscore podcast. If you would like to become a sponsor, please visit anchor.fm slash get caught up. Or if you'd like to give us a donation, you can send us a cash app at dollar sign capital U capital P 2016. Well, Thank you so much, this A.E. Valdez. I appreciate you so much. This was so great. I'm so excited. And I feel great about getting my questions answered about the book. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
1: And feel free to slide in my DMs anytime.
0: (laughs) I sure will. You should. Oh, you done told the wrong person. (laughs) So when I start reading about Kyrell, I might be up in that DM. So yes, definitely. (laughs) But thank you so much for joining and let's all say good night good night thank you (laughs) you're welcome okay so we can just go ahead and disconnect and then this will be played tomorrow okay great you're welcome thank you and have a great evening you too bye